welcome to another episode of the Haskin Cast podcast. I am your host, Scott Haskin, here with an unbelievably talented guest. Guys, you are going to love her, Rosalind Kind. Rosalind, how are you? I'm good, Scott. How are you? I'm doing great. Thank you. Thank you so much for taking time out of your busy schedule on release day, no less, to talk to me about your music. Oh my God, I'm so excited today. My team is so excited because we actually got to release this labor of love called The Look of Love in the Island Medley, which is actually on, on the video, it's a six minute mini movie that tells a story. Mm-hmm. And we're so thrilled with it that today was a day and uh, and I just love, I, what I love bragging about is that how everybody on our set, everybody that was working with us were wonderfully heartfelt, light-filled people genuine. We had no narcissism, no bullying. Everybody worked together to make a brilliant product and to be creative together. I love that. And they loved being part of the process. So that's what made it really joyous for all of us. You know, I, uh, I had done a, an entire podcast on the band Uriah Heep, where I rec- uh, covered every song they ever recorded. And in talking to Mick Box, the only ma- uh, member who's been there since the beginning, he said, I won't work with anybody that I don't want to hug or have dinner with. And I kind of get that same sense for you, from you. You put together a team that's really going to be invested in the goal that that works together. I can't imagine you finding somebody that has disharmony and saying, yeah, but they're really good at this. Let's keep them. Yeah. You know what? Because a lot of my early life, I had to put up with a lot. And I came to a point in my life, and it's too short. And if somebody can't, you know, bring joy into your life or there's too much problem, I don't want them there. I just want happiness on my sets when I'm on a nightclub floor and a concert. I want everybody to be thrilled that they're there and happy to be part of it. Uh, If you can't have that, you know, it just doesn't make for joy. Yeah. Oh, you're so right. I love that. It is so important. And, And because you depend so heavily on your team. You know, you have to be surrounded by people that you want to be surrounded by. Exactly. And we uh, we had a team put together for this project that I'm so proud of. And I love each and every one of them. They were just marvelous. The actors, the crew, my DP, my D- Justin Nodal, my director, Monique and Pagliazzo, my co-producer who produced with me, Malikana. We are, and we're all positive. They're positive people positive and looking for, you know, they come to me with light already, you know, it's not a job for me. And it's, and it, it just makes, it just goes through me like a glow. I can just see that. I, every minute. I'm feeling that energy from you right now, how much that means to you. And, and you're right. It's absolutely important. You can always find people that have the skills, you know, everybody can be replaced from a skill standpoint but there's something about personality and interest and energy that those are the key, really, those are the key elements that I look for with, when I want to work with somebody. Yeah. And, you know, when you go through my early years were a little different when I was a kid and everything, but I, I, you know, you go through life, it's a journey and you gather lessons while you may, and you learn what it is you want in your life and what it is you don't want in your life what makes you happy and what doesn't make you happy and hopefully you correct it and hopefully on the road to somewhere you become a better person yourself you Absolutely. know Absolutely. were there does part of this come from the point that 
like a lot of people, you let things go on too long beyond where you should have. And and you yeah. wish you, you can look back now and wish, boy, if I'd adjust. If I knew now, knew then what I know now, but I didn't have the experience. Right. You know, that's what frustrates me about younger kids, younger kids, the kids are young, but I wish that I would have listened to people who had more experience and knowledge than I did when I was growing up. As somebody who's now in their 50s, I look back on that and go, where would I be now if I had just listened? But I also can't find a way to get kids to listen to me being in that position now. It's so frustrating. How do we pass that on and and help the next generation start off better than we are? We just got to do our best to stretch that message of kindness and happiness and positivity. And I know there are days you backstep. There are days you backstep. And then hopefully those around you bring you back. It's like you can come in a little like tired or whatever. And you, you know, person on your team goes, here we go. Or more to come. Or this is going to be great. And it just lightens everything up. Instead of somebody, you know, like a drudge, a Mr. Grinch, or, you know, it's like, <laughs> it's just... I don't have any patience for that anymore. I don't want it. I want yeah. I want people to want to dance. I want my musicians on stage to to be part of it and laugh at the jokes and let whatever to have a smile on their face too, not like it's a drudgery standing there playing your, your instrument, you know? Right. Yeah. And that comes with not only the joy of their playing for themselves, but it's got to be created throughout um the process. When you when you're on stage and you've you're playing a song or you're about to start a song that you've played a thousand times, is that the energy that helps you look at it as the first time you're playing it and makes it exciting? Well, you know what? It's a, every time you sing, it's a little different everywhere. Every different city, every audience, where you are at at that moment, it can make that song different, mean something differently. You know, different. Um, so we are. Actually, we're we're dealing with our own emotions and the um, and the atmosphere that you know, like sometimes an audience is a some sometimes so incredible that you just want to give past your limit, and then there are others that are quiet and you say, oh, "What did I do wrong?" What is, you know, and then somebody in my audience that might I can tell is not happy. I have a little bit of a a third eye with where I, I can sense that, and I'll sing toward them. Till they have a smile on their face. I, I look at all, whoever I can see, I like to look in their eyes. I want them to be smiling. Or, you know, of course, I sometimes do a song that makes you cry because it touches sure. their heart in some way. And right. that's what you do. You take people on a journey up and down and in and out. But at the end, they feel wonderful for that journey. Well, and they came to see you for a reason. I hope to feel good. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean, just in the little bit that I've been talking to you, you know, before we started recording, you just have this amazing energy. I can't, I can't visually see it, but I would just imagine just these like little puffs of purple and green and stuff coming off of you because that's just how you're, you resonate. I well, love that. Thank you. Thank you. I hope to maintain that for the rest of my life. <laughs> I have no doubt that you will. I, I really believe that, honestly. I'm curious about the the songs, of course, you know, we want to talk about these because they're just coming out today. So um, Look of Love in the Island, these are obviously the, the newest ones, but you've heard them a thousand times now in the process of writing and recording and mixing and mastering. Um, it's, I, I don't know if people really understand 
how many times we hear a song before it's done. Gosh, yeah. Are you, do First you... of all, these two songs are covers. I had nothing to do with the writing. Mm-hmm. Okay. They're total covers by masters in the music business. Look of Love is by Burt Backrack and David. May they both rest in peace. Incredible. And The Island is by Yvonne Linz and Vitor Martins and English lyrics by Marilyn and Alan Bergman. Wow. So... It's a bossa nova in style, but I, I I did both of these songs separately through the years, different times in my shows. And then one day I came up with the idea, see what they would look feel like together. I was putting a new show and to make it different, to create a bigger story. Because I love story songs. I love painting pictures. And um, we put it together. We tried it. And it came out so well that I started doing it when I was just working with piano and then trio and I really felt that I needed to have it fully orchestrated. And so we got that with my brilliant producer in the uh, recording studio, Stefan Oberhoff, and a guest cellist, Matt Cooker. Mm. And uh, it has the strings and the French horns and all the beautiful, beautiful, beautiful piece. And um, and then we, I needed to make the video to go with it. Right. That's one of the things that when I look back on on different um, eras of music, and I think more specifically towards the 60s, when they were putting strings behind pop songs and doing this, these beautiful runs and bringing out so much emotion that that no other instrument can really do. I have a great appreciation for adding even just just background strings mm-hmm. can make a huge difference in a song. Oh, yeah. And if, I mean, another instrument that I love, I don't think we used it on this song, though, is uh, the oboe. And yes, the cry of the oboe. Oh, cry. That's such a beautiful yeah. uh, adjective to describe it because that's really what it does. Yeah. Yeah. So, what do you, are you touring then with a small um, orchestra? I, to tell you the truth, no, I'm not touring with an orchestra. Probably when I tour, it'll still be with a smaller band of musicians, but um, unless I'm playing a major venue. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> um, but right now I'm also planning on going back in the studio doing some duets with my co-producer, who's also an artist. And we're working on a couple of ideas with friends of ours, Paulina and Pablo Aguirre, to do maybe something in Spanish. Ooh. The Latin market. And another friend of his and my my record producer, we put them together. They're working on a song for the two of us. And another group called the World's uh, First Cinema young guys that have grew their own following before they were taken by a record company. And their um, my friend Sargon uh, Yosef did their video and they, he had me meet with them and I met with them and we, we all loved each other and they got who I was. And so they're writing a song for me and they're waiting for me to wow. be done with this so we can get to work on that. Excellent. Another video and stuff. And yeah, I got to get back on the road to it. COVID was a time when I had the hardest time coming out of COVID. I didn't want to still be around a lot of people. Yeah. So this is actually my re-entrance, on, my re-entrance onto the scene. Good for you. It, it is, that has added challenge that uh, there's no way we could have been prepared for because there's any single interaction could cause something to, I mean, it, how do you, how do you just go outside and do a meet and greet? Or I, I have friends that do Comic-Con. I'm like, how do you meet a 500 people in a day and be so cautious about how you interact? We're still showing you appreciate them being there. It's such a fine line now. Yeah, it's it's, it's scary, you know, especially since you don't know anymore. And uh, 
I mean, even going through COVID, it was like not an easy time. And uh, but we have to we have to make do. We've got to do what's right. Where it's right not only for yourself, but you have to consider other people. And that you know that comes with people caring for other others, like they want to be cared about too. And that's the the, the positive that has to be driven home. You have to love one another. You have to care about one another. You have to have compassion and understanding and realize that all of us, no matter where we come from, want the same thing. We want love and happiness and peace and joy in life. I Nobody really message. wants misery. Nobody wants wars. And yet, look at where we're at right now because of all the negativity. It kills my heart. It just kills my heart. And I just ask, dear God, bring all the angels of light all of us to come together and to get rid of the darkness. I do think that in the last maybe 10, 12 years or so, and and, and I don't want to pinpoint uh, any specific thing, but I would say since The Secret came out and people started kind of changing their focus a little bit and going, you know, there are other ways than just being angry all the time, or I need to think about the effect that I have with my words and my actions. I do think things are getting better. They've got a long way to go. But yeah. I think we've got to start now where I, 10 years ago, I wouldn't have said that. Well, you know, I mean, even Michael Jackson, when he did the man in the mirror, it all begins with you, you know, and you have to learn to self-love because if you can't love yourself and who you are as a human being, how can you love somebody else? Right. Well, how can you, you know? love someone else in a healthy manner? Right. Yeah. We're not talking lusting or, or going right, the, right. for the wrong reasons. I mean, honest and truly caring deeply about another person. And it doesn't have to be a lover. It can be something, you know, I remember going on to, when I was a kid, going to, uh, standing online to buy tickets for Hard Day's Night with a friend of mine. And all people, all kinds of people were on that line. And I befriended so many, mm -hmm. just waiting to buy my ticket. I can you know? see you doing but, that. But so many people are scared and they're this and they, you know, it's like, well, they're, they're jaded, you know, I don't, it's, it's just... No, I, you have to be open, open to new experiences. And if everybody came from the same place, because I know even if, you know, whatever religion you are, true religion is not hateful. Right. True religion is love. And if you're really honestly coming from that place, you don't want to hurt another person like you wouldn't want them hurting you. You would want to do whatever you can, help them and become a community of love and heart. What you know, we could have heaven here on earth, right? We so absolutely we could. Would allow that to happen. And I, I really do hope that we're heading more and more towards that. But doing what you're doing, you're helping, and you're a big part of that because you're putting that out into the world and showing people that this is what we need. We can have it. Let me show you how to feel it, mm -hmm. and once you feel it, you'll want more of it. Yeah, most definitely. That's part of the beauty of, of of art, and I would say especially music, because music can seems to be able to touch people in a way that, as much as I love paintings and poetry and all that, music seems to penetrate to areas that those things don't seem to be able to touch for most people. The vibrations, there are different vibrations. Five to eight, the vibration of love. You know, I go to sound baths. You ever go to a sound bath? I mean, all these vibrations that go through your system, and mm -hmm. I mean, we resonate. The earth has its own vibration and we've got to resonate on positive vibrations. I actually put headphones on and sleep to uh 528. Right. Yeah. It, and I do find that I sleep better mm -hmm. 
I don't think it's 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 a psychological thing. I think it's an actual physical reaction. I I sleep better. I wake up more refreshed and not groggy. Um, I just feel lighter. Yes. And if it is just all in my head, then fine. It still works. It still works. At I mean, the end of the day. Exactly. I mean, I have that, your sense that my my uh, facialist creates that are also they're megahertz. Oh. Yeah, the, so it's for your face or whatever your body, and she considers the megahertz for the healing and the purity. Is this something that like vibrates on your skin? No, it's just it, it's it's topical. It's the oil for your skin, or to keep you the, the moisture in, or whatever. But she she considers the megahertz in it too, which is wow. the healing. Thing. Oh, that's fascinating. I'm going to have to do some research onto that. The world is very, very fascinating if only you open up to it and you don't stay closed in a little corner. It's afraid that somebody's going to come into your world and upset it. You know, we have to fight for each other for what's right. We've got to be there. We've got to stand up for our neighbor. You know, it's uh, it comes with some love and trust. Well, and I think that's part of the the thing that we're in right now that we have to come out of is people don't want to be bothered. They want to just stay a wallflower and observe and then complain that they're not having the right experiences, but they're also not putting themselves in a position because they're afraid to. Yeah. I mean, and you know, you look at some of what's going on politically, and there are people that actually want a dictator. Excuse me. Uh, do you know what that means? <laughs> no, you have to take yeah. responsibility. To make this country a better place. I think a lot of things, they tend to sound good. And then the reality (laughs) of them is not quite what they think it is. (laughs) It's not what we want. (laughs) Our experiment has to continue as we have for the last 200 years. Yes. And uh, yeah, let's, let's just get humanity back into the world. I think that's the best thing, but you're helping with that. Like I said, you're putting these beautiful messages into the world and listening to some of your music. The first thing I noticed Aside from you know recording quality, because I'm a, I'm an audio engineer, so that's the first thing I'm going to notice. Um, but there is there's something that is so entrancing about your voice, and you've got a good range of styles that I, I listen to so many different things that I wouldn't have known they were all the same person if I didn't know they were the same person. And I love that, but every one of them made me feel good, like I wanted more. You talked before we started recording, you talked about, you know, expanding by working with different people. Um, are you do you feel like there's still more room for you to grow? Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Even at my age, there's still more room for me to grow. Good. I love that you identify that because I think that's another thing that people tend to uh, get comfortable and complacent and think I, I'm good. I know where I am. I feel good. I'm confident. And then not again, not wanting to expand and, and improve. Well, for instance, I was scared to, I didn't think I could produce. And I took, this is the biggest risk I've ever taken uh, in my career for me, myself. And, um, and by surrounding myself with great talented people and uh, I found my oats and I found, geez, you know, I can do this. It, it was, you know, so if I didn't let myself do that, I wouldn't have grown. Yeah. You know, I can't wait to do it again. I yeah, see? So much. It was such a learning curve to be a producer and yeah. that, you know, the decisions and the stresses and everything else besides starring in it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you it's know? a different world. Very much so. Yeah. And I love that you took the challenge on and now you want more. Yeah, I do. 
do you tend to to have an accomplishment like that and then go, what else can I do? What other things can I take on now that I'm feeling confident? Well, sometimes, yeah, but sometimes I still have that little insecurity. I'm never cocksure of myself. You know, I've never been a very modest person. Mm-hmm. You know, and my mother used to say, you never brag about yourself. My mother never bragged about her children. You know, she's like, let people come and tell me. She was superstitious about that. So she never, she never did that. But um, it made us become better people, you know. Um, So I take it one day at a time. I know what I can, what I feel I need to accomplish in this world. I need from, to be here to help heal the world. You know, it basically, the hearts of people, the people of the world need to come together. And I learned that in a, in a past life regression that I had in 1984, which was when I began to really open up. I was reading all about psychic phenomena and life after death. And, you know, and I know sometimes in my religion, they don't believe in that. But I believe and I'm a little more aware because I've accepted that, too. The child of the universe, but also of God. God made the universe. Well, the challenge I think with religion is that we're now exploring a lot of topics that we've never thought of or never explored or understood before. And religion seems to be set in, this is how we decided how it was hundreds of years ago, and we're not open to anything else because this is how we operate. And I think that's kind of the problem is that we do have to look beyond our our inherent beliefs or things that we've been trained to, to believe because there's so much more that we're discovering now. I mean, we've only discovered 5% of the ocean, and even that's changed since we've discovered it. And how much, how much of our brain do they say we really use? Like 15%. <laughs> Maybe yeah. if that, if that. Yeah. I mean, so yeah. think about it, to become complacent and say, oh, I'm satisfied. I know who I am and where I am. No, no. And, and, and everybody I meet, I'm starting to network now and I'm meeting more powerful women who are, you know, who are fighting for other women and stuff. I'm a member of the She Angels, which we uh, give a, a check every month to a uh, 501 that supports girls and women in some way to give them opportunities. Oh, nice. And to help out and create. Yeah, we're talking about even female um, venture capitalists, how to go to a female venture back. Women are powerful, and time we get recognized for that. Absolutely, fact. absolutely. And I've I've said from from a very early age, if men hadn't have pushed women into the kitchen and allowed them to be part of the equal decision making, right. I think we would have a much better world. I really okay. do. Yeah. Um, now I want to let everybody know that the links to the video is going to be in the show notes and uh, links on how to get the music obviously will also be in there as well. All the, the digital connections, because there is no physical release for this at the moment. Uh, my last question for you, I, I love to ask songwriters this question. For you, how do you know when a song is done as far as the the writing and and even maybe the recording? Well, as far as writing, I've only written one song. I was a lyricist on my Light of Love song, my oh, Light okay. of Love book, because that was also my delving into learning self-love and spreading the love message. Um, I don't know. Yeah, I think you just where you come where it just if it e- ends easily, and there's no thought beyond it, like you you miss something. I think that's when that's finished. Um, I mean, you can maybe change notes and musical things and arrangements, you know, when you're recording. 
And that's hard because you're listening to it over and over and over and you're trying to figure out what's missing or maybe this shouldn't be in there or whatever, you know, but you want to make it as enticing and healing as possible. As far as singing, I don't know. I just sing from my heart. I take it in that moment. I love that. I think I've that's, never that's, analyzed it. that's why it works because you, if you're performing from a feel standpoint and not an intellectual standpoint, like I need to hit this note, I need to do this, or this needs to be this way. So it's technically perfect. You don't, you don't necessarily connect that way. You connect by singing naturally and, and just letting what you feel come out. Yes, exactly. So yeah. I don't quite that, you know, mm-hmm. even if my, if my, if I'm singing and the, the music is going over here, but I'm feeling something else, I'll do, I'll go with what I'm feeling. Yeah. I love that. Well, thank you so much for coming on the show. It has been such a joy to talk to you. I'm very excited about this new music. And uh, I just, I wish you the pleasure. Thank you. I wish you the best of luck on your tour. Hang on for me for one second, because I have a book recommendation for you. But for you guys listening to the show, please check out Rosalind's beautiful new music. Links in the show notes, links to where you can find more of her work and all kinds of good stuff there. The video, the video. Mm-hmm. That will be in the in the the link in the show notes as well. And uh, thank you guys for joining me on a special Saturday episode of the Haskin Cast podcast. We'll be back on Wednesday on our regular schedule. Cheers. Mm-hmm.